Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get a what? What? Jesus Christ. No, that's okay. Maybe later. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. We are not one dimensional. We are smart and fun. Woo! Excuse me. Oh. We have to go to a party tonight. What? What took them four years? We are doing it one night! Mace, listen, it is very important that you keep the safety. Night is your night. Prepare to get bashed. Not in like a violent way, completely consensual bashed. Prepare to get consensually bashed. They'll say I'll have them change it. What is this? We ask the questions. People are the worst when they come back from Spain. Recap and Gown, a podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day when we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks. Joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Uh, you ever watch like YouTube shows? It's, there's a lot of wild stuff on there, man. I um, watch radio simulcasts on YouTube, but not actual YouTube yeah. shows. All, all that stuff, but lately, because I've been missing going to Vegas back when we used to go to Vegas and doing all that fun stuff. I now watch uh, this one woman uh, play high-stakes uh, slot machines oh, on YouTube. High, that's a thing? High-stakes it's slots? A, it's a thing, man. She puts in like Why? two grand into a slot machine, and you just watch it, and then she'll get like the uh, the big uh, progressive, or like it goes through all these different spins. Buffalo. It is exciting stuff. And every so often, like, there'll be some drunk belligerent people behind her. She's like, okay, all right. I'm, I'm spinning. Okay. Oh my Which God. Just, High stakes slots. And it, 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 it makes me miss Vegas in general. Uh, I, I definitely want to go back at some point. It's probably a little too wild for me right now, but soon. You can come back here and we can go to um, Prairie Lights or Prairie Meadows. It's Prairie Meadows. Oh yeah. And also catch a, catch some, is it dog racing there or horse racing? Uh, they got a dog track. Oh no, I can't watch that. Yeah, I don't know if I can watch Man, that, but definitely, 
Yeah, I, I remember gambling at that place. It was pretty yeah, fun, but it wouldn't be the same as Vegas back in the day. True, true. Yeah. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step, the one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Um, this, I mean, the entrance to this movie is a little misleading because none of us were near high school or college in the year that this film came out. No, no, no. Uh, I, I will get to that part. <laughs> this I'll, I'll get to it i'm just saying yeah yeah well that's that's entirely accurate uh rounding up the two-step this podcast she feminism and trivia correspondent from the class of 01 dana griffin what up dana um not much i feel like i had the whole other thing i was going to talk about but high stakes slots sound <laughs> like i don't know what that show is but it's not what dave described i don't no, I don't it, know. High stakes slots sounds like the equivalent of like base jumping and hoping you just like land on something soft. There's no parachute. Like you just lose two grand in three seconds of flight. That's yeah. awful. Yeah. I'm, dude, I'm talking like $40. Oh, I'm not talking spin. like actual slot machines. It's like the wild. slots themselves are high oh, okay. stakes. Like oh, you don't I know what's oh, the yeah. next slot. <laughs> you might get a knife. You might get poison. <laughs> Jesus. I feel like it's cold. something that would be on. I feel like I'm in a high-stakes slot right now. It's getting, it's, getting, it's getting dangerous over here. Truly, oh my God. truly. Um, guys, <laughs> uh, as Megan alluded to this week, we're talking about the movie Booksmart from 2019, which makes us a time warp. Um, it's available for free on Hulu, which is where I watched it, but also on Vudu, Amazon, Apple TV. Um, the synopsis via Rotten Tomatoes. Academic overachievers Amy and Molly thought keeping their noses to the grindstone gave them a leg up on their high school peers. But on the eve of graduation, the best friends suddenly realize that they have missed out on the special moments of their teenage years. Determined to make up for lost time, the girls decide to cram four years of not-to-be-missed fun into one night, a chaotic adventure that no amount of book smarts could prepare them for. I'm pretty good. See what they did? Mm-hmm, I saw that. Yeah. They used oh, the title right. at the end there. Mm-hmm. It was, it was good. slipped it in, that yep. slot mm-hmm. right there. It wasn't high stakes. But. <laughs> that's, a, that's a low stakes slot. That's a, that's a penny slot. Low stakes mm-hmm. slot. Um, yeah. Big Sis, if you could give us a rundown of who is in this movie. Oh, man. Um, good luck. Well, <laughs> we have uh, Beanie Feldstein. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, plays Molly. Caitlin Deaver plays Amy. Jessica Williams plays Miss Fine. Which, by the way, she looks like she's like two years older than Beanie, so I don't know. How she does, and I, I felt, I felt kind of sad. They are that they're pretty separate. close. I like, felt sad watching her in this because, like, in 2018, yeah. 2019, she was like the next huge thing in comedy, and it's like it just she passed on the Daily Show, and then like things just haven't really gone yeah. the way that I thought they were gonna go for her. I like her a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, she still has time. It was only like three years ago, right? Yeah, true. COVID makes everything feel like it was 80 years ago. No, it was yeah. like 5,000 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jason Sudeikis plays Principal Brown. Lisa Kudrow plays Charmaine. Will Forte plays Doug. Victoria oh, Ruska plays Ryan. Uh, Mason Gooding plays Nick. Skylar Gasando plays Jared. Diana Silvers plays Hope. Molly Gordon plays Triple A. There's a name. Uh, Billy Lord plays G. (laughs) Um, Eduardo Franco plays Theo. There's just a lot of names in here. Nico Haranga plays Tanner. Um, Looking for a few more. 
feel like you've got to do like Alan and George. All right. Yeah. Austin Crute plays Alan. Yeah. And then Nolan Galvin plays George. Yeah. I think yeah. that's everybody. That's this it's a very small cast, this movie. When I when I looked up the IMDB, I'm like, oh, there's like legit twenty people in this movie, if that. It's a very small cast, and they all kind of get to shine for a minute. Um, let's go around the horn here and give some memories of the first time we saw this. If we have some from before the pod, uh, Dana, we will get started with you. Um, I remember seeing this in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh yeah, I was there on vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Phoenix! Before, before, Woo. before I started my current job, um, it was like a cute little quirky theater. And we went and saw it. Um, and then as we were getting ready to drive back to our Airbnb, we realized there's something wrong with the car that we drove to Phoenix Damn. for our road trip. Oh, no. Um, so that was like a not great experience. But I was like, let's just go to this really cute, like, Jamaican rum bar restaurant that's like not far while well, we figure out what to do with the car. Had a lovely evening of Caribbean rum drinks and free seafood because i said i don't eat seafood in a landlocked state so it's a good way to get some free seafood but yeah. i live in iowa <laughs> i eat sushi all the time here well, yeah i definitely still eat like seafood but it was just whatever it was all part of our an interesting evening in phoenix when our car died when it was like right. 114 degrees outside so a cool evening in phoenix all right mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. dave what do you got uh, less cool evening in Oak Brook, Illinois, at the AMC theaters. I uh, I have a, one of those uh, memberships where I, you can see a bunch of movies every week, and uh, this was one of them. And it was I remember it being delightful. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's 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 one of those theaters where you go and you have the reclining seats, which is great. Oh, so nice. I just heated? got my usual heated as well. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm? The heated seats. Heated. Yeah, not in May. I, it came out in May. I, I certainly hope it wasn't heated. That would oh. that would have been real, real hot in my bum there. Our but, theater uh, is like negative thirty inside. I use the hottest heated seat I can find. Oh, Jesus, it sounds both great You're and around. terrible. Um, and I remember getting my uh, I get a icy half Coke, half cherry. Oh, and it was it was great. Okay, yeah. that's, a, that's a solid Very order. Good. Big sis, mm -hmm. memories for you. Never seen this. Okay. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. Oh, okay. Which is interesting because I felt like I watched every movie that was on a streaming platform um, over the course of COVID. So um, yeah. I don't know yeah. how I missed this one. Okay. All right. Um, well, I, I kind of feel like big sis myself here. Uh, I watched this movie really early in quarantine. Like in my mind, it was the morning of the first Saturday after I started working from home. Like I, I wake up insanely early. I'm awake at like five, five thirty every day. My kid doesn't wake up until like seven, seven thirty usually. So I think I just, you know, had time to watch a movie. Um, but it feels like I saw this movie like twenty years ago. Um, because you know, COVID does that. And because I saw it yeah. twenty years ago, I was like surprised by how little of it I remembered. I basically just remembered the basic plot and that the whole Jessica Williams thing that I'm sure we're gonna talk about later on. Um, so this is very, very much like a first time viewing for me. Um, Dana, it's hard to say as an adult, cause you were an adult, you know, the first time you saw it, but, uh, mm -hmm. rewatching it, did it make the grade or should they have held this back? It's still fantastic. Very good. Yeah. Like yeah. I just wound up like watching this. I have very few notes. Cause I was like, oh, this is just a fantastic <laughs> film. It's so good. Just mm -hmm. sat back and enjoyed. Yeah. A little wash over you. 
Dave, how about you? Ah, uh, a lot of great quips. Um, um, it's, it's a lot of laughs to be had. I enjoyed it thoroughly again. I mean, it had been a little while since, since I'd seen it. It had been about a year, about a year and a half since I'd been separated from it. But it lived up to every expectation because I remember loving it the first time and loved it the second time too. Awesome. Okay. Megan is our only first-time viewer. Does this make the grade for you or should they hold it back? I thought it was pretty clever. Um, I had my doubts because I like don't really know any of the characters that are in this or any of the actors that are in this mm -hmm. film. Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed a little teeny bopper, but it was actually very well written in a way where it's like, you, you it's like kind of over the top, but it's um, just, I don't know, well-timed humor as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, this, I think, of the movies that we've done clearly is like the most Gen Z movie where it's like, oh, I don't know if I can watch this. I'm pretty old. These people would make fun of me if they saw me watching this. But yeah, yeah. It, I, think, I think I agree with you there. Um, this movie is like an A++++ for me. Like I loved everything about it. Um, it took a pretty like standard well-trod plot and did a lot of surprising things with it. And it had like way more heart and emotion than was necessary for a movie like this. Um, you know, we've said a bazillion times, my favorite movie for a teen movie is one that's all in one day. This is all in one day, with the exception of like the last, I don't know, three minutes of the movie probably. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, most of it is um, at a party, which is also like a favorite genre of mine. It's similar to Can't Hardly Wait, but much more like um, super bad, which I think we're going to talk a lot about as a comparison point here. Cause as I said, when I picked this, this is like a, a spiritual successor to super bad in a bazillion ways. Um, but I, I enjoyed it so much. I sincerely might watch it again after we finish recording because it's still on Hulu and I got Hulu. Um, right. Before we jump into the recap and the segments, do we have any fun facts on this one? Um, so it's the directorial debut of Olivia Wilde who got her start on one of the all-time seminal teen TV shows, The O.C. Yeah. She sure yeah. did. So oh, wow. Was, like, that's the OC. like a yeah. big deal. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, she was. She was yeah. like, wasn't that like Marissa's like lesbian friend in season two or something like that? Oh, boy. She was... I think, I think she was Marissa's girlfriend for a second. She was her lesbian yeah. friend. They wound up okay. dating for a little while. I think uh, that made Ryan mad that she was dating a girl. I, I haven't seen the OC in a couple of years, but um, we did a rewatch, my wife and I, a while ago. And I think I think I have that correct, that like Ryan was jealous of her. She worked at that bar that like, yeah, year, that no teenagers had been going to, but they all went through all the yeah. time. Yeah. Wild. Mm -hmm. What else? You have got? to have that spot on the teen show. Especially you, you somewhere they can go that's not like the basement of someone's house. Yeah. So there's that fun fact. I've there's one that I feel like it might step on part of the reason why you picked this, but I can. I edit it the anyway. movie, so if you <laughs> edit the pod, so if it does, I'll edit it out. Okay. Well, there's a lot of people who are related to other famous people in this film. Mm -hmm. um, Nick, I think his name is Nick in the movie. I don't know. Once I found this out, I just kept going. Oh, Cuba's kid. Um, <laughs> Nick is Cuba Gooding Jr.'s son. Oh my son. god. Yeah. Well, I did yeah. not know that. Wow. Yeah, I, I didn't know it the first that. time I saw it, but then when I watched it this time, I kept being like, Cuba. Cuba Gooding mm. Jr. Hey, hey. 
Well, when I rewatched like, in an hour and a half, I'm sure I'll notice that. It's not, his photo is not like, when you look at it, it's not an easy not, tell. Yeah, it's not obvious. I think everybody knows <laughs> Billy Lord is Carrie Fisher's daughter. So like, I don't remember that one. Yeah. I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Beanie Feldstein is Jonah Hill's sister. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look a lot alike, which is. I think it's yeah. The, the resemblance is similar. It's it's similar. There's certain there's certain angles where I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> oh shit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. We did go to high school with a number of like brother and sister teams that just look like they shared a face. This was not quite as close as that. Um, Megan, we danced with a girl who looked just like her brother. Um, there were there were a number of those. Uh, my arch nemesis, his dad had strong genes, so all those kids with the fucking same boys and girls. It was a mess. But uh, you can go ahead and name full names and addresses if you want. I, I should for him because okay. fuck him. But no, I'm, no, you would not do. But I should. Joking. Um, <laughs> all right, I think. Uh, I'm going to jump into uh, the recap here. And I, I want to get started right away. I have a fun fact. Do it. So, yeah. So the first draft of this script was actually written in 2009. Jesus. So that's interesting. And really? I, wow. I just, I've like read that just now. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm wondering if you like think about like, I don't know how the movie plays out. If it like seems like it was written in 2009 or if they like updated it. So just in, keep that in mind as we're talk, talking through yeah. And then I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of Olivia Wilde kind of facts and, and different things, but um, she actually encouraged Caitlin Deaver and Beanie Feldstein to actually um, like become roommates and really like spend time together. So they had the, they had the chemistry that they did. So that was really smart. It was very good. It was very natural. Mm-hmm. Never felt forced. It felt like they were they were really easy, you know, playing off of one another. That. You know, now that you mentioned 2009, they must have done a lot of updates in this because there's <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of a lot of things that, happened in the 20 teens, man. That uh, yeah, yeah. Kudos <laughs> to them for for keeping up with the times on this. Um, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're gonna get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. Yeah, as we as we just talked about um, Beanie Feldstein, Caitlin Deaver, I think they both deserve, you know, some special kudos here cuz they were really really good. Yeah. Um, I love Beanie Feldstein on this like I think we mentioned this in Superbad with the way that they they played McLovin. Like, it would be really easy for her to play this role as kind of like a withdrawn, introverted, like sheepish kind of a character. But she is big and boisterous and like super confident. Um, and that's like a lot of a lot of nuance to this role that, you know, didn't have to be there. And I think it really comes out in that bathroom scene where she like hears everyone talking shit about her. But like, rather than, you know, do the standard, I'm like emotionally wrecked. I'm going to sit in here in the stall by myself. And when they all leave, I'm going to like walk out and be sad. Like she walks out 
and is like, okay, so first of all, like, fuck you, fuck your mom, fuck your aunties, fuck your grandkids. I am queen shit, <laughs> fuck mountain, and you are all my fucking peasants like that. Because they didn't have to do it. And like, they set it up well where she walks out and they're all sad, they're all quiet, and she looks kind of sad. And then she's like, oh, no, no, don't stop. Like, keep on talking your shit because I'm going to be successful. I like that a whole lot. Like, I, what, what did we all think about Queen Bean in this movie? Um, yeah, I thought, thought she was great. Sorry, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just the, the most, sec- no, the, the most secure, insecure person you've ever seen. It yeah. was played perfectly. Like, you would see her just be like, well, this is where I'm going to be alpha. I'm going to say this. I'm going to come out. But it doesn't take much to really break me. Mm-hmm. In that particular scene, in the bathroom, one line is said, and it completely yeah erupts her head we're gonna get we'll on talk that. about that later i'm sure yeah 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 and then um with caitlin deaver um you know she's i don't want to say that she's like the straight man because neither one of them is really like wacky or the straight man they're kind of both in that in that i would call them like you know mario if we're doing uh, mario kart like they're just kind of all around yeah. they're not they're not specialists they don't do anything special they're just kind of normal people but like her face acting in this movie is very good, um, especially yeah. in that pool scene. Like a lot of nuances about how she plays this role feel really authentic to that kind of nervous, self-conscious way that like so many high school kids feel. Like it's all just felt very, very real and like authentic to me. And also, <laughs> Billy Lord. <laughs> Sorry, no, I got distracted because like Jesus. I don't know what. Have watched the Netflix show um, Unbelievable, based on a ProPublica no. article about how like a years long like rapist was caught. It's not like it's not. It's a heavy show. I think I'm aware um, of it and didn't watch it because it looked too heavy. So I watched like most of it, and Caitlin Devers is in that, and I like totally forgot she was in Booksmart because like she's just so she plays like the quiet kind of meek nerdy person like really like i don't know she's just very good like i like totally forgot that she had this like funny side to her because that show is heavy is that the one with the detectives and they're kind of like pushing her like okay got it yeah yeah uh tony collette i I forgot that was her oh tony collette oh boy i need to watch that i love and uh, yeah and what's her name from from studio 60 on the sunset strip whatever Merritt Weaver, there They're you go. Fantastic. The whole the whole cast. Fantastic yeah. on that show. This is a whole now we're just gonna talk about unbelievable. But just the plug <laughs> no. for that show. Very it's good. A, They're all this, fa- but like I'd forgotten that was Caitlin Weaver. I watched that long time ago. I'd forgotten that that was her. Thing I've ever seen her in. So I only know her from this. And I'm like, I yeah. want to see more of this young lady. She's really, really good on screen. I liked her a lot in this. She's yeah. also in the Tim Allen show Last Man Standing. I'm never um. watching that. <laughs> <laughs> not in this or any other fucking lifetime get the fuck out but of the range the range she does have tim impressive allen range. to this yeah the, this <laughs> is this is tim allen i don't know if the real tim allen would hate this uh tim allen in last man standing and tim allen's fans of last man standing would hate this fucking movie so like yeah that's, that's that is some <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, um, I, the last one that I wanted to call out in particular was Billy Lord. Um, I'm Fuck, an American yes. Horror Story stan. I fucking love American Horror Story, even the Roanoke season, which everyone shits on. Yes. 
which I, was garbage, which was a I, terrible I show. I liked it. I, I didn't like the most, was that 1984 was the most recent one or 19? Yeah. yeah. I didn't like yeah. that. I haven't finished that one. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't like slashers. Like, give me a ghost, give me a ghoul, some kind of a ghast or a geist. I don't Give me like hotel, you. give me coven, give me <laughs> murder house. The Listen, rest. Talking about coven, yeah. lord and coven. Woo. Asylum, Woo. the second season. Asylum, okay. I forgot Asylum's about Asylum. Zachary Quinto does in the second season. You yeah. guys watch it. We are going to launch an American Horror Story podcast next. But in any event, <laughs> like, I love Billy Lord. Um, and, you know, again, because I saw this movie during the Nixon administration, I forgot she was in it. Um, and, you know, like Beanie Feldstein, it would be really easy to play this role as like super loud and big and showy, but like everything she does is so deadpan and straight faced that it like, for some reason ratchets all of her actions up a notch. Like the fact that she's doing insane things every single time she's on camera and is like, yeah, this is like a Wednesday morning for me. This is how I always am. This is, this yeah. is walking down the street to me. Loved it. Wow. I love Gigi, but I also wrote in my notes, she's not a real person. Like, that <laughs> no, is just... No, she's not. She's not. She's the Billy most Lord, absurd in this movie. fantastic. Hilarious. She's a not leftover a ayahuasca person. remnant. We'll talk about that, too. But, Asian ayahuasca. Yeah. Um, yeah, the manic that's... pixie dream girl in a, in a female-driven yes. comedy. You don't see that almost ever. Yeah, She's not true. real, but she's very real. She's a human being. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> oh my god i loved her in this um yeah we um we've we've talked about this kind of a few times in the first whatever 10 15 minutes of this pod um i i need to to kind of get us started by asking the question that was on my mind when i started watching this is this movie better than super bad um and there's a number of like individual kind of better in column A or better in column B uh, questions I wanted to toss out here. I don't know if I can find a sound effect for this. Um, I might try to isolate the sound of one of the girls calling Malala um, and see if I can use that sound effect to, to say which one we're going to go with here. But I want to start it off with yeah. who had the better friendship here, uh, Seth and Evan or Molly and Amy? Who wants to take the first crack at this one? Mm. Molly is the same as Seth. <laughs> yes. Molly is similar to Seth, but Seth was like a screw up and Molly is like a very much not a screw up. Seth couldn't get in the Dartmouth. It's true. No, but I mean, the state or whatever. Like, they literally have the exact same like mannerisms and delivery and everything. So like it was it was hard it's hard for me to isolate because I think they were both played the characters like extremely well it's had. close we didn't see her do that like loud freak out that seth does over and over again we're like you know we didn't see her yell at at amy for bringing a bottle of lube for her pussy for ryan like, we didn't see that <laughs> <laughs> so, but they are they are pretty similar um what, what else are we all thinking here i i think like it's more supportive like they're and it seems to be like it's better for the world that Molly and Amy are friends. We're like, Mama. no one's benefiting by Seth and Evan. Like, I think Evan's being dragged down by Seth, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of where I was, too. Like, I go with Molly and Amy um, for the better friendship. It's close. But, like, Molly and Amy, like you said, they just seem more, like, unashamedly supportive of each other at all times. Like, 
there, there's a moment where they do like they're getting dressed before the party thing and like neither one of them looks particularly good in the jumpsuit that they yeah. have on and the i was gonna say are they, they going out wearing coveralls from yeah. jiffy lube is that yes. they, they really think that's yes. a good they're going out as okay. the Mario Brothers from the Mario Brothers movie, not the video game. Um, what it's supposed to be like a, We put this adornment <laughs> yeah, on. This embellishment. Embellish. This embellishment on her. Why are you guys wearing the same things? Okay. You guys wear that you match. But yeah, yeah. Like, and in that moment, it's like the, I, I, I thought the movie was going to go, okay, like you, you maybe should put on something else. Like, oh my God, you look radiant. <laughs> like that, that moment... I compare that to huh. when Seth had on the super tight jeans at the end of the movie, and Evan's like, "Yeah, those are those are way too tight. Those are way too tight. My nuts. It's too uh, tight. No, <laughs> they, way too tight." It happens throughout the movie. There are these build-up scenes whenever they're them two are together and they're about to go into a place. Um, they build each other up mm-hmm. every time. It's women. two every to three time. to four minutes. Just like, okay, all right, yeah, you look great. Oh, look at you. Or, it's or whether really, it's them, they almost don't go to the party. Original outfits. Yes, they almost done that. They, they, they're just talking about how great they look. They're wearing these big coats to, for some reason, hide it from their parents that they're wearing yeah. very I think because they match modest outfits. No. I mean, outfits modest. were so risque, oh, so risque. Man. They're all covered this, from from neck to ankle. Came up to like like mid arm. I mean, that's. Um, ooh. It ooh, I feel like though, from the opening of the movie, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's pants, so she. Um, but in the beginning, where they like walk out and are like dancing, I'm like, oh, why didn't I do that? Like on the way to school in the morning, I'm like, next time I get picked up by someone, I'm like, I'm gonna dance into well, my lips. I've definitely done that in so many cars with I've friends. Seen you, know, you, do it. you are so stupid. Well, the, st- and the best part of that shot to me <laughs> is when the the song drops out. <laughs> Because like yes. it's set to the soundtrack yeah. at first, and all of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's silent outside. It's just like a a regular day, and she's dancing forever on the way to the car. That's um, fun. That's now, fun. The next category here: uh, who's the better third wheel? Is it McLovin or Gigi? I don't, I don't think I you, like, you, can, you can't compare the two. It's yeah. really can't. One one's a manic pixie dream girl slash supernatural of some sort. Because how does she jump off that boat? <laughs> and end up at the house. How are you like, driving? How are you driving? Thirty to forty. How are you driving? <laughs> it's really yeah. good. Um, yeah, that's. I don't think they can be compared. McLovin is McLovin, man, and yeah. it's, it's just not the same. It's not the same. I don't. I don't see how we can compare personally. But okay. please, look, okay. go for it. I mean, for me, like McLovin is better. But it's again, it's hard to compare because they give him so much more to do than Gigi did in this movie. Like, if yeah. we would have had a, a Gigi storyline of her going from like place to place to place somehow, you know, and filling in all the gaps in her timeline, that would have done it, um, which would have made this movie you know, two hours long, a la super bad. Um, I'd almost yes. have to compare Gigi to like the Seth Rogen and Bill Hader characters. Like they're just, they are, they are just there to be, what is it? Chaotic neutral. Like just, I'm just chaos. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. It's, it's hard to compare the two. I, I do agree on that. I was waiting for the cop characters in this movie. I was waiting for someone to come in and do they something. They weren't like there. That, but it yeah. Didn't yeah. quite need it. Cause the, they kind of extended the, secondary party they 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 did a lot of things before the party that they wanted to get to and yeah. didn't quite need the ending there but uh yeah. 
Oh, I forgot nice about to that. See a couple. When I when Fun I watched, cups. I'm like, oh, they they made it to Jared's party or to Nick's party like really early on because Jared gave him a ride. Like this movie's all in the party. I'm like, oh, that's right. There's like head yeah, fake man. parties they make it to first. After um, checking property tax records, can't find them that way. Yeah, that was pretty. That's that was so pretty, good. That scene where they just like walk in, like high five the librarian, and like <laughs> that that I, I enjoyed that. Um, okay, so better love interests, Jules and Becca, or Nick and Ryan. Ryan's got some great glasses, man. I love Ryan's look is strong. Where you have the uh, is it the plastic or metal on top, and then it's just just flame lens underneath. on the bottom. Yeah, pretty goddamn cool. Um, look on her. <laughs> I'm I'm torn because I would have thought Beanie should have not her name's not Beanie in the movie. Molly should have picked um, the other kid, the kid who's from the movie Moxie, which was also very good. Um, that's Tanner? like a recent one, Tanner. Because yeah. Tanner was like, "Oh, I think you're cute in the in the um, bathroom." Yes. So I was like. Oh yeah, Tanner should be the one she goes for this at the party, movie, and then when it it's like, Tanner. oh, yeah, like you like Nick, I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh, oh boy, yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- not feeling it. To the extent that I can push on a question that I asked, I'm gonna push on this one because, Malala. like, I think Jules and Ryan are better than Becca and Nick. Um, Oddly enough, like Dana was saying, the movie doesn't really do a whole lot to explain why Molly is in love with Nick, other than that she's in love with Nick. And like, I get it. You know, sometimes high school is like that. It's, you just kind it's of. It's because everyone else is in love with Nick. But Tanner is right there. Tanner is yes. right there. And Tanner, well, I don't know if he was popular or not. We don't really get a feel for that. You Tanner's know, like Nick a skater kid. But he's a skater kid who's also like scholarship level D1 soccer player. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's some wild mm-hmm. shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like too. they didn't give us enough Nick before we find out that she's in love with him. That yeah. That's where you're just kind of like, I don't get it. Like, if Nick had been in the bathroom instead of Tanner, maybe you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. It, yeah. And I mean, like, it just, you know, with both Jules and Ryan, it feels like Seth and Amy have, like, at least they at least give us an impression they've been pining away for some time. Um, especially with Ryan, like the the introduction of the yeah. Ryan character, slow motion kickflip, like you know, just just like soft focus as though she's in like a, a soap opera. Like that was that was well done. I didn't get that with Nick, even though they do have a great scene later on that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, okay. off off the bat, I'm just like, there's no reason for me to believe that she's into him the way that she is, which was I think yeah. the the one really lazy moment that this movie has. Um, next yeah. up, who had the better fight, Seth and Evan or Molly and Amy? Molly and Amy Malala. in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it, it, people didn't quite realize at first what was going on, but more and more people started noticing that mm-hmm. as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, it's different than them fighting out in the middle of the street after being chased by the cops and so on. That was a different kind of blow up, but, uh. Yeah. yeah, seeing them seeing see, seeing them lose it in front of their friends on what's supposed to be a big night before graduation. Yeah, I thought that was a bigger fight, definitely. Okay, Danny, you got a face. I like. Face? I can't remember 
I feel like with Seth, Seth and Evans, like I think even when we watched it like a couple weeks ago, for some reason that one felt more uncomfortable to me. I feel like it got it gets vicious. <laughs> like it, it gets yeah. way meaner. Sure. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, and you know what? This one might have, but the audio drops out. Yes, and like, which I thought was weird. Well, it was weird, but I'll tell you what. Um, for me, this is Molly and Amy by a landslide. For a better fight. Um, okay. The scene is filmed a lot better. Like I said, you know, the audio drops out and you can see like blurry in the background that as it goes on, more people are filming on their phones, which is like, yeah. again, couldn't do that in 09. So this is something that they obviously updated for the, the mm. modern, you know, showing of this movie. Um, even though the audio drops out, you can't see what they're saying. But at the end, Molly hits her with a very savage and like wide eyed, fuck you. <laughs> and like Amy walks on all <laughs> sad. And like, I don't, I think if we would have gotten the audio from that, it probably would have gotten more vicious because it starts off similar where both of them are like, you always do this. This is what you always do. And like, it feels like it was trending in that direction. And I don't know. I think the, the lack of audio makes it like a better better th- filmed scene overall um yeah the stakes are also higher like seth is mad that evan's rooming with fogel like all right big fucking deal he's gonna room with somebody like would you rather be yeah. a stranger yeah. like it doesn't i mean that's what you're mad about molly is in a downward spiral because she thinks number one amy is trying to block her cock instead of guiding it and she finds out that her best friend is going to be gone for an entire year, which like throws off her whole very carefully planned out life schedule. So like for her, this is like, I, was terrified. I mean, that man, was... like the bottom fell out for her. Whereas with Seth, it's just like, dude, you're being a bitch. Like, I don't get over it. Like, stop, stop whining about this shit. But yeah, I, I think, I think Molly and Amy take the cake on that one. Um, yeah. Better other party. All right. Um, there's Jared's boat party and George's murder mystery, or I forget his name in the movie. Someone's going to call him Joe Latruvio's party. Um, yeah. Which one do we think is a, a better party in the movie? Murder mystery. Come Definitely. <laughs> yeah, I have so many questions. Just because I mean, they were. Who, who went to a no. murder mystery party in high school recently? <laughs> not me. No. Who no. goes to one now? Yeah, they seem like they're not that much fun, like a lot of work. No, I mean, that's the last kind of party I want to go to. Yeah, it's even up there age for me. Of... Yeah, It could be fun. It's just George was making it too much. You'd be in yeah. character the whole time. And, ugh, George well, frankly, it George and Alan were both doing too much because George is like being character all the time. And Alan's like, oh, I am performing at like a 35, not like a 10. I like, I'm, I'm so off the charts with him in this role. Do not talk about Alan that way. Alan spent <laughs> everything Alan did. Don't Perfect. <laughs> George, on the other hand, question. George is stressed out. Yes. George is not left of the party. Um, the actor Alan is also on the show Daybreak. Best episode of that whole show is these the shows. You Austin say names. Daybreak. You, what? Which one is you that? You say names of shows. I I don't know. It was yeah, on these... Netflix. It, okay. Only one season, which is really brutal, uh, but it's about like a zombie attack where nope. it only affects adults. <laughs> No, it's really, it sounds silly. It's very good. I can tell the it Austin takes the spaces out too. The episode is fantastic. No, it's so good. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. I, I will take your word for it because I am watching anyway, it. Anyway, Alan's great. Um, interesting. Amazing. We did some things that George, it looks like yeah. he has like quite an extensive theater background, actually. Yeah, a, little, yeah. a, little, a little bit, maybe. Yeah, they're like doing, summer they're in doing, Barcelona? 
Barcelona. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, oh, it's going to be this kind of movie. People are the worst when they come back from Spain, especially if they've been to Barcelona. Yes. If you've been to Barcelona, the then you're the worst person for several months after that. Barcelona, or I'm sorry, Dave, if you've been to Cuba, if you're an American and you come back from Cuba and pronounce it Cuba, I'm like, no. I pronounce it Cuba. I have never been to Cuba, but someday. Never to Cuba. You're your people. Um, for me, like, this is kind of another push because, like, Jared and George's parties are so much more over the top than, like, the regular-ass, boring Jolla Trulio party. Um, but we yeah. also spend, like, a really short amount of time at each of them. At the Jolla Trulio party, we get Seth's Merlot stain. We get Evan singing These oh. Eyes. Seth fills the detergent stains of beer. These eyes have a little yeah, you got, so got Joe Latrula making a call on a landline, and the guy from the liquor store shows up in like a, a cameo with a bunch of beer from his store. I'm like, you know what? Now that <sighs> I say it out loud, I think I'm gonna go up a Joe Latrula party. Like, it's not as cool as the other two, but like, we get so many more things that happen there. So I think that. No, I'd probably go yeah. to that party. Yeah, that seemed like a lot, a lot more hard drinking and hanging out and maybe doing some. Yeah, some, some, some good some good stuff beyond just drinking. You know, oh, those hand about? gestures. I couldn't even quite make yeah, it. Up. Like, it's like smoking. <laughs> of of the oh, three, yeah. the I'm, only I'm, one I'm going to is Joel Trulia's party. I'm not going to a murder mystery. I'm not going to a sad party on a boat where I'm the only guest. That's how you wind up dead. You wouldn't have yeah. known it was a sad boat party. You'd be like, oh, I'm going on a boat. It's gonna be great. Yeah, I always I like boats. So you- you always cancel other plans for boats. I, I enjoy a boat, and I enjoy a boat party. But I think I would have gotten on that boat and like, oh no, I'm seasick and forgot my Dramamine. <laughs> Gotta go. Like I wouldn't have stayed on that boat. Uh, all right. Um, now, better reconciliation. We got Seth and Evan in the sleeping bags, or Molly and Amy in jail. <laughs> Seth and Evan. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Just because of the boop. The boop. Yeah, there, there you go. There the you boop go. is pretty good. Boop is pretty yeah. good. Um, for me, it's Molly and Amy in jail. I might be the cheese standing alone in this one. But it's mostly yeah. because that's a sober reconciliation. Um, as Dave and I believe mm. Big Sis can attest, I say all kinds of stuff when I'm underneath the influence. Um, but mm. Molly and Amy seem like really sincere and like heartfelt because it was like the morning after they were both very clear-headed. Um, Molly had to drive clear across town to get there to bail her out like that. That seemed like a better reconciliation. Not as funny, because they had a couple of jokes, but none were as good as the boop. And I wanna, I wanna go to the rooftop and scream to my the whole world. I love my best friend. Like, why can't we say it more often? So that was funny. My best friend. But I think I think yeah. it's a better reconciliation. Um, better use of a cell phone. Evan's phone call with Becca or Molly and Amy watching porno. Oh God, why did they they use their battery to watch? As soon as they started using their battery, I'm like. This is going to be an issue later. They're going to try to do something important. Yeah. And they're going to be out of battery because they were watching. Chekhov's battery. Oh, no. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. That was more entertaining. But it was also funny, the Evan thing. Like, it cutting out, which is in 09, the networks were shitty. So that made perfect sense. Yeah. 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 Um, I I think I'm going to go with Molly and Amy. Um, Evan cussing up Becca on the phone is funny, but like the whole lead up to Molly and Amy watching porn is funny because like Amy's nervous and like stressed out. I was like, "Well, watch some porn. That'll, that'll calm us down for some reason." 
which is the first time they ever watched porn. That was insane. Look at it. Think of it as a documentary, as a hot doc. Yeah, it's a hot doc. Hot doc, doc, yeah. Um, But then Jason Sudeikis, like having no idea what he's listening to, is hilarious. And that's like, listeners, if you haven't seen this scene, I'm going to put it in our in our uh, in our Facebook group. If I if I can find it on YouTube, it's pretty graphic. it's just like, I don't know how to describe that other than like a loud sloshing sound, like a loud rapid fire sloshing sound, which if you've seen porno, you know what that sound is. Uh, and like the, the, the amount of time that went on uh, was wild. And the dismount of, was that Nicki Minaj? <laughs> that was icing on the cake for me. Like that, <laughs> him just being like, what am, I, what am I hearing here exactly? Like that, I enjoyed yeah. that. Oh, Jason Sudeikis. So I great. wanted more of him in this movie. I'm, I'm happy they found a way to bring him back instead of having him in, the, in one scene only. I'm happy that- No, if back. you're the teacher, if you're the teacher Uber driver, you should be a lot more low key. You shouldn't you want to be known. I mean, come on, man. Just yeah. regular I mean, car, drive where you got to go and just- be done with it don't bring too much attention to yourself unless you want that you brought I, all I, wanted more, you I wanted more jason sudeikis and i wanted more obviously jason yes 100 i, I want to see more of all the adults um yeah. we're, we're going to talk about the adults in one sec here I have one uh, or two more questions here to compare the two um better hookup fail becca puking on evan or amy puking on him <laughs> it's the exact same thing in both of them <laughs> it really is um I at least feel, in Amy's defense, she picked up a cup and took a huge swig out of something that had, like, cigarette butts in it. Yeah. Yeah. I tried to to rewind and see what was in the cup. They don't really show you, but they do show, like, a cigarette butt on top. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, like, Stifler drank the cum. Like, it's like, it's not what you were expecting. Yeah. You chug it down. Yeah. It's coming back. It's It's like, it's, I think it's not her fault. It's Becca got sloppy. It's, it's Becca's fault entirely. That's very accurate. Yes. And also, like, I just felt bad for Amy because, like, it's the first time she's, like, ever, like, kissing a girl or t- mm-hmm. and then she throws up on her. Oh, boy. Boy, boy, boy. See, That's going to, like, right set her back a little bit. I'm right there with you. I think the, the Becca fail is funnier because I felt bad for Amy. Like, this is, this is a character mm-hmm. that we are legitimately rooting for this whole movie. Like, Evan, in that moment, I'm like, all right, like, Becca can barely stand. You drank a lot, try to catch up. Like, neither one of you guys is really, I don't have any emotional attachment to this hookup. Like, the way that they set up this whole thing, where they show Hope being mean to Amy, like, in the beginning of the movie. Amy is emotionally distraught in that moment. Hope is still giving her shit. And Amy's like, I'm not even going to shoot my shot. I'm just going to fucking dunk and see what happens. And then to have <laughs> that be what happens. Like, I feel bad for her. I only laugh when Evan gets puked on. Watching Evan get yeah. puked on every time, like, well, that's fucking funny. <laughs> like, this is, I, I don't feel bad for you. This is hilarious to me. So, yeah, I, I do agree that Becca had the, the funnier of the two. Amy's the much more sad moment. And then finally here, our dismount for this section um, what is the funnier movie overall, Superbad or Booksmart? It's tough, but I can, I, I can say, Superbad was funnier. The cops, just for the cops, yeah, beyond the yeah. cops. Those parts were iconic, mm-hmm. just belly laughs. So, and that it didn't quite translate into 
book smart, those same kind of characters. It wasn't that kind of funny. Um, there were more. Adults. It was close. Yeah. yeah. There, there were way more adults in um, Superbad, which I think balanced it out. Like here we had a good cast of kids that I thought were all cast very, very well mm-hmm. and funny. But you kind of needed that like more teacher, more Lisa Kudrow to like kind of push it forward a little bit. I love um, Lisa Kudrow character. She was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> hi. Lisa Kudrow, Will Forte, both fucking hilarious. Will Forte yes. as himself and were... always funny. <laughs> oh, Ling Ling. <laughs> we'll talk about that panda. Um, you'll get it. You'll you'll figure it out, people. I'm yeah. kind of in the same boat. Like I think Superbad is a funnier movie. Um, I think Booksmart is a better movie. Like. Yeah. It's shorter. It's way more heartfelt and like less obvious. Um, yeah. Superbad's joke density is insane. And Hader and Rogan are stealing every single scene that they're in. So like they, it's a funnier movie, but like if I'm sitting down to watch a quality movie, Booksmart is a better fucking movie. The movie's amazing. It's a better yeah. movie. Not as funny. Yeah. True. Better. That's where I'm coming down. Um, now we did we did mention the adults a minute ago. There aren't a lot of them, um, but I did want to take a moment and kind of talk about the adults in this movie because they are doing a lot of the comedic heavy lifting. Um, first off, what are our overall thoughts on Amy's parents here? <laughs> Not a lot of screen time, but like they're like was it wins over replacements whatever those yeah, like they're, they're war sets are. <laughs> yeah they're yeah. high war i love that that's fantastic yeah, Just, yeah. yeah. they got they got about two minutes of screen time and they left a mark they're delicate. Yeah. great loved it they're really good they're really good like the, the we get a very casual mention early on that they're religious i think molly's like yeah it's weird they're okay with this you know because the whole jesus thing um but like they are falling all over themselves to let their gay daughter and who they think is her lover know that they are like supportive that they can celebrate their love like the the way that they do that it's funny to me the entire time and it's also funny to me to watch you know molly play into that like there's a part where amy's like trying to talk to her parents Molly like worms around behind her and then grabs both boobs like oh okay okay oh, that's enough of that <laughs> but like, just, yeah I I really did love the way that Lisa Kudrow and Will Forte played this role I I needed more of them they came yeah because with the pan no because yeah because yeah. we're supposed to assume that uh, Molly is parentless yeah that <laughs> lives in an apartment by she's herself. an orphan. <laughs> Yes, apparently. You know, she's got her yes. shit together. She could probably have an apartment on her own. She's fine. Could. She's got It'd be a hell of a backstory if, we, if we'd ever heard of it, just to see mm-hmm. one. No, because it was the same in Superbad, right? We, we didn't see... Do we see Seth? We don't see no. Seth's parents. We see Evan's we parents. No. Yeah. It's just Evan's parents, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you just pick one, you're like, we'll, we'll confirm that that person has a decent set of parental units or just one parent and who's doing pretty good, and then the other one will just be living... However, they're living, and however they end up is their fault. With that, I feel like that's why you have to like become that close. So when you're Mm -hmm. in like high school, you have to like one set of people has to have parents who like sort of either around less or care less or whatever, because so that you can always go over to the other kid's house and hang out. That's true, and also it makes the movie make more sense because like as late 
as she's out, knowing that tomorrow's graduation and that she's valedictorian and giving a speech, like with no cover story, her parents would be like, where the fuck is our kid? Like, we, I need to find yeah. out where she's at. And they, we're just going to leave that all out of here altogether. We're going to give a cover story to Amy's parents that they're going to a sleepover at, at Molly's house. And that's, that's all that we need for this movie. Um, I also did really enjoy the, the themed graduation dinner. I wish I would have written down all the names of the dishes. The only one I can remember is the mushroom caps and gowns. Um, <laughs> there was another one. Oh, there was one at the end where he like starts crying. <laughs> yeah, like, one of them was like something in salami or like so long high school or something. Yeah. They, they were not good puns. They like, were they so were long like, high school. Yeah. yeah, they were bad puns, and there was something that was ended with like life or something that rhymed with life because you're the light of my life and you're the, I, I love you so much. And it's like oh. everything, they all have fun cute little names. Just yeah, yeah. these weren't I, good yeah. place puns. These weren't no. good place food puns. They were, but they felt barely. Yeah, they felt they felt very much like yes. Let's just keep stretching and do. Yeah, let's just keep stretching and see what we can get. Yeah, again, um, I, I think we're gonna get to the point that we bring him up every episode. But Bobby Lush's mom. Uh, we always had band practice at his house and his yeah. mom was the sweetest, most supportive lady ever. She used to bring down snacks during band practice and I feel like she would have like a themed name if we would have given her the space to do that. This felt very mm. real to me. Um, we mentioned Jason Sudeikis as, pres- as Principal Brown. Um, like he seems super mentally checked out because this is the end of the school year and as the husband of a middle school teacher, it feels pretty real. Um, I don't know that my wife has ever mentally checked out, but you get to the last couple of weeks of school year, she's like, I'm just fucking ready to be done. Like these kids are, they're not listening yeah. anymore. The kids are maniacs yeah. every day. They're just, they're here to, you know, see the world burn. Like I'm ready to be done. Um, and, you know, we, we mentioned the, the Lyft driver aspect here. Um, it's a fun trope. I've never gotten a super dope Uber or Lyft. Like it's something that happens a lot in movies and stuff. Like, Oh, nothing like that man nothing no, like that i've done it like a couple times but halloween nice. I, in austin like you'll get like, in austin there's yeah <sighs> you'll get anything they'll have like candy lights the Thanks one lot, time she was dressed up and mm-hmm. was playing like halloween music like it was uh i was like this is halloween even five this stars in halloween. The halloween. Yes. Halloween. yeah it was dope. i mean even just like on a regular like thursday because there's so many bachelorette and bachelor parties like people would like have their cabs like decorated for their my my, Sounds dry, great. my car the car that i get into always smells like way too much cologne like one time yeah, i had a dude get into like a full-blown speakerphone screaming match in a foreign language that i think might have been aramaic like yeah. a, a dead language okay. it was real uncomfortable so i'm i'm jealous yeah. of these these fun lifts and ubers you guys get to get in because welcome to des moines happened. where we get you where you need to go just we're not going to give you the extra thrills man the extra well, frills it's not going to happen frankly yeah, when, you have to go to austin for that shit when dave in, came in visit, chicago never never yeah. when dave came to visit we could not get a car there were there were zero drivers on the road granted it was coming out of covid so we had just gotten it was back mid-april I, I i understood but it was it was sad we couldn't get someone with some cool lights sure that'd have been neat chili pepper lights in the give me give me some pieces of the flare didn't quite work um, then the the yeah, yeah the last <laughs> adult uh that we had in this movie was miss fine 
Um, in my opinion, she is the coolest cool teacher that we've had. Um, I'm open to hearing uh, objections to this, but like there's the teachers in Easy A and Mean Girls, but like Miss Fine felt like she was cool to the cool kids and not just the bookish ones. I know she has a thing, which we'll talk about in 30 seconds, but to me, up she is the most believable, like aspirational, cool teacher that we've had so far. Up until the party, she is the like coolest cool, and then she crosses a line. So thought there from Easy A, but yeah, she crosses a line that you just can't you can't come back from. Even the first line was just going into the party was the line, because <laughs> no that, one's doing that. I've worked at a private school. You're not going into that party. Like you're not. You like I've definitely... had kids call me out, and I'm like, "Are you okay? Are you safe?" They're like, "Yes, come to this party." I'm like are you safe? Do you mean to come get you? They're like, no. I was like, all right, well, I will see you on Monday morning. We're going to act like this never happened. That's the end of that convo. Nice talking to you. Yeah. Yeah. The only only part of that that made it make sense was her being like, all right, guys, see you in there. No, I'm just kidding. Like, wouldn't it be crazy if I came in? (laughs) All right, bye. Uh, she wants she wants she wanted to come in so bad but you don't because you're a grown up and you know the rules. Yes. I, I never had a teacher that I partied with, even like after I finished school. We had a couple teachers that were that were younger. Um, Miss Friday taught foods, and she must have been like 23 and like a legit smoke mm. show when we were in high school. Everyone was loving Miss Friday. She never came to party. Yeah. Um, would that she did, but she did not. Uh, but then we also <laughs> have Miss Fine with her mysterious dark time in her 20s that I need. I could use a full-on like spinoff sequel about like Miss Fine getting out of college and just being like a disaster for a number of years. A Netflix, you know, series, give me something. Cause I wanted some more of that. A and series. then, well, like yeah, I can do a series, you know, 10 episodes, 22 minutes each. Ooh. I can get on board with that. Then right. last but not least, we can't dance around it. It's, I'm not going to do a, what's your problem? Cause it's the only problematic element of the whole movie, but like she definitely had sex with Theo. <laughs> She went, you're 20, right? Because there's a joke earlier that he did yeah. seventh grade like twice or something. Yeah, he, he failed seventh grade twice, but rule of threes. Yep. He, he rule of threes. Yeah. So yeah, he's probably 20, but he's also a student of hers. Like that's that's not great. Um, this is also an example of me just like being fine with a double standard. Uh, if the genders were reversed, I'd be like big mad about this. <laughs> you can't do that. But because the genders are what they are, and Theo clearly made all of the first several dozen moves, um, and Miss Fine was like living with regret the next morning, uh, they somehow made it like genuinely funny to me, and that's it. Like I didn't, I didn't feel icky at all. I should have. She wasn't living with regret. She goes up to him and goes like, she thinks she goes up to someone with long hair at graduation and goes like, or whatever. That was. Amazing, but but as soon as that backfires, as soon as that backfires, she's like, "The fuck am I doing? (laughs) I need to get uh, out of here." Meredith, I I forgot what what the name was. Oh, that's what your kids say now, right? (laughs) Yeah, all right. Have a good summer. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's good, right? Yeah, I'm gonna go this way now. That was pretty good to see it. Um, now. Mm-mm. No, we've we've compared this movie to Superbad a whole lot, and like Superbad. Oh, wait, we forgot one adult, one Whoa. adult who was who funny. 
Michael Bryan as the pizza driver, who's like, you just oh. got in the car of a random adult? The, the pizza driver slash mass murderer, the serial killer. Slash, yes. Uh, like yeah. Valley Strangler. The Valley Strangler. He's like, he was a serial you killer. You have a weapon? That, that was pretty have... funny. Was, I got a gun. Because <laughs> I've got one right here. The, the yeah. best part about that to me, he, he's so concerned about their safety. And when, they, when he's like, all right, yeah, like, I'll put you, I'll give you the address. Like, don't, don't show me your phone. Hide the passcode. Show your pin code. <laughs> information. Yeah, that, that scene is like two minutes and it's so fucking funny. Because like everything he says is just like, what, do you think this through at all? Did you give any thought to being sexually assaulted? No, you didn't. You didn't think about it. You always thought about the hair. You just thought about the hair. Spent so much time on the hair. Like, I, I loved that so much. I, yeah, that scene. Um, you had to. You had to include it. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fantastic. But, you know, we're talking about things that he said. And I think this movie, like Superbad, is very quotable. Um, so let's get into some potent quotables here. What did you say? Um, the first, you know, we talked about, I think, when we did Super Bad, how it starts off with some really funny dialogue. The first thing that you hear in this movie is Maya Rudolph as the voice of, like, some kind of a daily affirmation for, for Molly to listen to everybody about how great she is. And it ends with, fuck those losers. Fuck them in their stupid fucking faces. And I'm like, all right, we're, we're setting yeah. the tone right away this is very similar to evan seth talking about you know the porno they're gonna watch with some of them have like you know poo poo and pee pee and whatever <laughs> like we're yeah poo poo pee yeah right away yeah. yeah really 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 good um there's also there's a jared line that i you know i think really sums his character we haven't discussed jared a whole lot yet uh he's he's We'll talk about him in a little bit, but like he's trying really hard all the time. And he goes mm-hmm. to pick up the girls and he says, All aboard the SS lit as fuck. The SS lit as fuck. <laughs> this <laughs> is the SS lit as fuck. SS lit yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just couldn't quite put it together. He's he, trying so he hard. He's really trying really to be pushing. I just don't, I like, who is Jared? Like, what character from your high school or person from your high school was Jared? I don't think as millennials we had that. I think it's a very Gen oh, Z archetype. The only, oh, I thought of one. Oh, maybe. put it in the um, chat. I'll put it in the chat. I'm curious. Full name, social security number, go for it. No? If you know his parents, um, then it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, know I, even know, I even know that one. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. Because like. Tech vest. But, I'm going to like par- parlay in this into a quote so I don't ruin your segment, but basically like he's good looking and he seems like smart and like very articulate and sort of like knows people, Rich. but also like nerdy. Um, but the fact that he comes in, g- gives the teacher Miss Fine a gift and then is talking about his shirt where he has a picture of himself in himself with, a, with wearing a shirt of himself. With a shirt of him. Yeah, little Jared? <laughs> a little smaller Jared? Kind of little Jared. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I forget the dialogue, but that whole like scene and that whole like dialogue setup, I was like, who is this guy? 
Yeah. <laughs> even they're like, you're not, I'm not even your teacher. And he's like, I, but I've, I've heard good things. I've heard good things. <laughs> things? Yeah. You aren't in my class. Like, yeah, he, he, we'll talk about his character in a sec, but um, there's, there's a line that I think would really speak to Dave here, knowing how much you enjoy a Ken Burns 35 hour documentary. <laughs> Their, their, plans, their plans for that night were to go watch a Ken Burns documentary and instead they go to the party and Molly very triumphantly yells out, the Dust Bowl can wait, bitch. <laughs> yes. I also enjoy Ken Burns. The West is incredible. The West is tough because every, every two seconds. Jazz, the West, baseball, I'll watch any of them. The, the jazz is good. The, the, the West. Dust Bowl? The Dust Bowl. Watch, the West is just, the every Bowl. 10 minutes, it's like, and then the white man yeah. ride and stole their land. Yeah. <laughs> Over that's, every 10 minutes that happens in the West, like every story <laughs> is just, and then the white man ride and stole their land. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Yeah. Um, I had a good Amy one where it's, uh, I think like uh, Molly's watching the video of Amy getting arrested and she's like, shotgun. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> she is so great in that oh, barefoot God. getting arrested in front of a whole crowd, similar to McLovin, but like not pushing as hard. I feel like a lot more, a lot more natural feeling. Yeah. Um, but just, we, uh, and it's like, you can barely hear it. It's just shotgun. Yeah. Just kidding. I don't, I don't have one. <laughs> so funny. Anyway. No, yeah. but uh, but you don't care about school. No, I just don't. Only care about school. Yeah. That's the whole movie right there. God, God. That sums it, it blew up. Molly's head like. That I could have done other up. things and still been good at school. I could have yeah. done other things. Yes, you fucking could have. That is a tough I'm realization. That's tough. Um, we talked about how supportive these two are of each other, and this one is a little bit of a longer line, but it 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 it's a good example of how effortlessly supportive they are of each other at all times. So this is Molly talking to Amy. Um, I think it's trying to like hype her up to go talk to Ryan for the first time, and she goes, "Amy, do you know how many girls are going to be up your vagina at Columbia next year? Are you aware of it? Yeah, because I'm aware of it. Yeah." Every mm-hmm. time I come to visit you, you're just going to be scissoring a different girl. <laughs> it's, just, it's so sincere, like heartfelt. Yeah. Like she did, like puts her hand on her shoulder. Like, no, no, no. Like, it's going to be good for you. Like, I, I really did yeah. enjoy that. Scissoring so much, but apparently scissoring is not a thing. Turns out, I, I can't imagine it is. I mean, it's not a porno thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, lesbian listeners, um, if you guys are, are you listening and you want to let us know, if scissoring is real, like, you know, let me know. But I think it's fake. I'm led to believe it's fake. <laughs> Uh, where's uh, where's my vag, uh, Molly? I have no genitals. How do I pee? How do I shit? During that oh, uh, that scene, hallucination scene, the ayahuasca scene. While, while we're what on, I needed, let's, let's talk about that scene yeah. <laughs> because during that scene, I needed to see what they were seeing as humans yes. and what they were doing as humans. Yeah, because that would have been that. That seemed like something that would happen in Superbad if if they were tripping. It would give you what was really happening for like ten seconds and then go right back. Yeah, but because I had a line, I had a line from that where like Amy said she's like, I mean, this ass won't quit. Like, (laughs) yeah, that ass won't quit. Yeah, that's what she said. I don't even. She felt big, round. 
round. Big round. Awesome. Rounds are round, man. That that scene. Okay. I I also would have loved to see, like, what they were looking at for real. Um, It it reminded me a little bit of the super bad scene where Seth is, like, in in the store daydreaming about the old lady, like, buying him alcohol. It seems yeah. similar to that, um, and like you know, obviously we're we're known we're supposed to understand this is a hallucination in this one, but just like there are so many funny moments in that. To set the view, if you guys haven't seen this, they go to um, the murder mystery party. Uh, Gigi pops up because she's everywhere, and she informs them that the strawberries that she gave them on Jared's boat party were laced with. I think she just calls it like a really serious drug. <laughs> She's like, it's like ayahuasca, <laughs> but it's from Asia. It's Asian waska. Ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah. It's like, these two are tripping balls. They believe that they have become, like, basically Barbies. And they have, like, some body horror that goes along with that. Um, they climb up the dresser. At one point, Amy almost falls off to presumably her death. Like, that scene is so you gotta, fun. You gotta put your hole on my shoe. You put your heel in my hole. My your you put your heel in my hole. My hole. Put your hole. hole. My corn hole. hole. My corn hole. <laughs> corn hole. God, and okay. just I could I could watch Amy, who is for sure the more introverted of the two, just like get turned on by her naked doll body in that mirror forever. That scene yeah. is so she can't focus on anything else. She is yeah. so into, she's like she did a full one eighty at the waist. She's like, oh man, look at look at see all that. Oh my god. Oh god. Hey. It's Man. it's so great. It is so yeah. great. Um, yeah, that I mean that party in general is fun because you know, first of all, the production value is through the goddamn roof. Like, yeah, I don't know. I assume these are also the other drama kids, but these costumes are big timing. Um, Alan's costume is something. Uh, that's like a full on gold LeMay ball gown he's in. It's a beautiful gown. Beautiful yeah. gowns. Yeah. Um, you have George's family sequestered in the kitchen. Yeah, it's like a fun little. It's like a five second shot, um, where he like pops in. I think the girls like open the door by accident or whatever. Yes, and it looks like his family's putting a puzzle together in the kitchen yeah. or whatever. Just like, so like, oh, is the party over? Yeah. Get the house to eleven. I no, motherfucker, this is my fucking. <laughs> he, he, was, he was ve- he was very angry. He was he very angry. Man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, there's a creepy butler that they hired for some reason. They didn't know why and also who that I is. I think that might have been them. their re- that might have been their regular butler. We have a regular a weird butler. Guy. Maybe uh, he was too old to be another student, so it couldn't have been that he was in character. Um, that was fun. That was some fun shit. Yeah. Um, now you know this movie does have um, you know some some romance and some love happening here. So I did want to touch on some love at first semester. Um, okay, so we've got basically two different love triangles that are coexisting here. Um, there's Molly, Nick, and Jared, and Amy, Ryan, and Hope. Um, let's start with Molly, Nick, and Jared. Do we, I mean, we kind of said that we don't really understand why Molly is that into Nick. I mm-hmm. still don't really get it. Like, he's conventionally good looking, because as we now yeah. know, he's a, he's a gooding, so I get that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like dumb. He's really immature. Doesn't even really sure. seem like he's been really nice to Molly before the party. Yeah, like, I could use more setup on that one. Oh yeah, he, he was he was super nice though at 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 the party. He was uh, really nice. 
Oh, no, I got so nervous. I like, couldn't remember what happened. I was like, oh, this is set up. It's got to be set up. I was waiting for something fucked up to happen, too. But he was just, no, we're playing beer pong and having a great time. And you're cool and you're you're good at beer pong. So I'm, I'm cool with you. Yeah. Their banter was cute. She even yeah. said earlier, it's like, yeah, it's, he's conventionally what my hormones are telling me to be attracted to in a mate. I'm like, okay, that's probably correct. Can do I and, sometimes fantasize about him sweeping me off my feet? Like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever, but I don't like him. Yes. And you combine that with him being nice to her, and woo! Uh-huh. That's, uh, that's really all I got there. Well, and, yeah. you know, and that, that leads to the second question that I had here. Um, do we think Nick was like leading him on, or was she just like reading too much into their interaction? It's a great question. We'll never know. They didn't. They didn't really. <laughs> didn't tell a shit. They didn't, give didn't us tell us anything. anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, my first impression was that he was leading her on. My first impression was like, oh no, this is a setup. Because yes. when he was like, you stay right here, like don't go anywhere, stay right here. I'm like, oh no. But really, I mean, even the way that they portrayed this whole party, I had like a sense of foreboding the whole time. Everyone there genuinely excited to see these girls pumped up that yeah. they're there no one yeah. is mean to them shady rude at all like yeah. they I show up and everyone's like oh my god i'm so happy you're here sincerely i think that's just like gen z it's like a very so. supportive they're better like, than us yeah like Why we were you? raised on like horrible 80s films where the blonde girl's the bully and you fucking nerd yeah. weirdos better not show up because we were talking about this yeah. last week in super bad or not last week we did super bad with like I never see you at the parties. And it's like, yeah, you know why. Yep. Fucking dorks. Even compare that, That's compare why. that to um, Can't Hardly Wait, right? When they, when, when they show up at the party and it was like, oh, like, oh, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, that was, um, that was uh, American Pie. Yeah. yeah. The fuck are you doing here? Like that. No, it's the best. Yeah, that happened for these girls. Like they were, no, they were no. welcome at the party. You know, they were, they were well, happy. Was happy they were there. Yeah. I can't, like, it kind of reminds me of like Can't Hardly Wait actually though. Um, in this, in the sense of like, literally everyone from every sort of walk of life, <laughs> all the clicks are like, there, click and everything was there. I'm just yeah. wondering if it's like more of a sort of a small town kind of a feel where it's like, well, even if you're sort of the door, you're probably going to be at the party. That could have been, although I think they, they kind of set this up with the bathroom scene where Again, if this was a movie that was, you know, for millennials, the 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 shit talk would be about Molly's looks. They would say, "Oh, she dresses shitty, she's yeah. overweight, like she's not hot, whatever." Instead, Tanner was like, "Oh no, no, I would like. I think he said I would make passionate sex to her. Like I would make yes. passionate sex to her. I think is what he says about her." Mm-hmm. And and he like, sure does. Oh, just put a bag over her personality. So we're we're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh no, people think Molly's like cute. You know, and when he when he says, "Oh, she's hot," no one's like, "Oh my God, what's wrong with you?" They're like, yeah, well, yeah, we all know that. You know, like yeah. there there was no, you know, there was no point yeah. where they were like ragging on her looks. It was like, "Oh, she's not fun," and so I think with that as the setup, when she gets to the party and she's fun, people can go, "Okay, like yeah, she's cool now because she's fun at the yeah. party." Yeah. Um, I, you know, I feel like when I was in college, I was also unreasonably flirtatious at parties like i was super flirtatious with basically every girl that i spoke to i was never really shooting my shot i just like to flirt so i think that could also be how nick is like his personality is like oh if there's if i'm one-on-one having conversation with a girl it's fun to flirt 
And I think yeah. that might have been what was going on. And I think if he knew that she was into him, he might have acted differently. But I think he's like, yeah, I flirt with, I'm, I'm a flirt. This is how I get down. So I could see yeah. that kind of being the thing. Um, I did want to talk about their dance sequence for a moment. <laughs> that was amazing. It's great. That was really Woo! fucking good. Like, I, I loved everything about that. Um, the dancing is fun. Um, but, like, the looks on their faces, these two actors are having the times of their lives doing this silly dance number. It's, it's a great way for us to understand how she feels about him without her, like, having to come out and say it. Um, yeah. Similar to when we first see Ryan, you know, skateboarding across the quad or whatever while kids are fencing in the background, oddly enough. I don't know if you guys caught that. There's a fencing match in the it's background. It's doing all sorts of shit. That was man. in the background fantastic. of Gigi's entrance when oh, she's rolling right. around on the car. He's like, Gigi ah, cavorting on the hood. But the dance sequence, I was watching it, and I was definitely like, oh, again, these are kids who were raised on, like, so you think you can dance. And, yeah. like, it's just. It's a lot of that lyrical style of this. Is it's a lot of knockoff posse is what it was. Yeah, yeah no, like a lot, of, a lot of Sia videos where it's like, oh, yeah. this is yeah. this is how I feel. It that was it was if, very cute. And if you want to be remembered, you better make an effort. It's, yeah, people do that more now. They're like, if we really want somebody to remember what we're going to do, we we better do something pretty fucking cool, or else that we're just going to move on and watch YouTube or these TikToks or whatever you want to call them these days, yeah. they'll watch something else. TikTok. I, I didn't really love it though. Um, mm -hmm. Now, Amy Ryan and Hope is a lot more of like a heavy storyline. Like it's a, it's a, that's, that's actual heartbreak. The Nick thing, yeah. number one, it felt like, okay, like, you know, I don't know where you like him. And number two, when she sees him kissing Ryan, it felt less devastating than when Amy saw it happen. Um, yeah. My first question: Do we think Ryan is into girls at all, or is this unclear. just we're un unclear? I think it's a gender fluid sort of thing. Okay. Situation. Okay. I, I I couldn't speak to it, but that's what it seemed like to me. Sexual I mean, preference in the spectrum. Yeah, that was the spectrum. Nineteen. Twenty nineteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and you know, as Amy said, you know, this could just be her gender performance, which is totally unrelated to sexual orientation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so like we get a we get a Could little cleaner that like yeah. oh yeah she might just like this is how she dresses and performs her femininity but she's not in the girls at all um we need to talk about the pool scene which mm -hmm. this this is an example of when i was saying this is a better movie than super bad like this scene is so good Songs everything about good. it the, the music in it, the way that it's Ra Ra riot song so yeah. great it's you good. see you see poor amy in her underwear, you know, in this pool, there we don't see anybody else's face. It's just like legs and butts and like torsos under the water as she's swimming around like a jungle of human bodies trying yeah. to find Ryan. Big pool. Very big, big ass pool. pool. Big ass pool. She had to surface a couple times. Right. And still came up for air and didn't see nobody and had to go back under. I um, have to go check. I think that may have been a real dead drop. Was it a real dead drop? She yeah. just dropped into the pool. No, that might she be a little dead really, man's float. She, 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 she may, she, she may really die. I thought that, but that was after this this part. Yeah, Continue. that was Sorry. when she declared herself a golden god <laughs> and then went face down the water. Um, I, but but the the pool scene, you know, it's so heartbreaking because like I remember 
seeing my first crush in seventh grade kiss somebody else at a Gregory Middle School gig. At a gig? Dave and Megan can say no one kissed at the gig. And the girl that I was into kissed a dude at the gig. And I was like 15 feet away, but they didn't know that I was there. Gigs at Gregory were our school dances. Um, But it was, I I mean, it was a dance where if you were still at the age where you were afraid of the opposite gender, you could go to the gym and play basketball. Or I think they had like volleyball in there too. You sure could. Hey, losers, everyone. Play volleyball yeah. over here. It we was, didn't yeah. have these options, but the school I worked at, they did. There's like a dance in one gym, and then in yeah. another gym was like you can go watch a movie or yeah. like play games. My my For wife's sure. school has this too. Um, my she, wife. Yeah, she's been. She's. I think she's regularly a referee for their dodgeball game that happens at the dances. If the kids are like, <laughs> oh, that's I don't fantastic. know what I'm doing here. I need to cool off for a little bit. She she wears a referee shirt in the whole nine. Um, yeah. Oh my god! But like. I remember that feeling and like that was that was bad when I was like 12 13 it would have been so much worse at like 17 or 18 still not having had my first kiss especially when I think the girl is like into me before I see it happen I didn't have any illusion that this girl was into me at all I was into her and she didn't know my name I'm pretty sure this would have hurt so much worse and I remember watching the scene before she comes up from underwater in my mind, I'm like, all right, like maybe she's just talking to somebody really closely and this is not what it looks like. I'm, I'm praying that this is not what it is. Yeah. And it was what it was. Very twas sad. what it was, brother. But yeah. what, what a well-filmed scene, though. Like that, that was a great fucking scene. Um, then I do want to also toss this out here. We've seen a lot of hookups in a lot of these movies. Um, was Amy and Hope the best hookup we've seen in a movie for the pod? You know, it's not it's not what we saw in the movie Othello in O. Oh God, when he when he committed sexual assault. No, where he's just like, let me just do this on your neck really quick. Um, Um, Wasn't that? Thank God. Definitely not. Um, Um, Julia Stiles and Heath Ledger's make out at the paintball park. That was pretty. That was pretty good. It was good. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna dock it points for being broad daylight. Oh, uh, yeah. me, on the bathroom floor of a stranger's that's, house. That's the thing. This took place yeah. in a turlet. In a turlet. Took place in a turlet, brother. In the water closet. Yeah, in yeah, WC. WC. Um, no, it was. I felt so awkward and <laughs> so weird watching this. The way that they're talking and trying to communicate. I'm like, Jesus, this is, this is, this is, this is real. This it's is so real. weird. That's what did it for me. Like, I need yeah. to do a full review of all the movies that we've seen. This has to be top five. Like, it's got the yeah. awkwardness of Kenny and Denise from Can't Hardly Wait, where it's like you're in a bathroom. You you don't really. It just seems there's no passion in it at this point. Like when they grab first the candles kissing. from my backpack. What's going on? Right. Don't when grab the first, candles from your backpack. Don't Kenny. grab the candles. Stop it. No. bag it. When when they first started kissing, it felt like there was a lot of passion. By the time they're on the ground, it's like this is pretty mechanical. And they did set this up where in the beginning, Molly's like, oh, it's the same thing you do yourself. It's just like a a down and flip. Like a down (laughs) and flip. (laughs) So it's just the same thing. Just flip it. Um, So like, you know. She doesn't know how to do that because she doesn't (laughs) use her hand. She uses it. We have danced around it. Uh, Amy masturbates nightly by humping the face of a panda bear that she has in her room. (gasps) 
Um, Ling Ling. What happened to its eye? The stars and its. Yeah, it's like oh, that happened well before we began our interactions. <laughs> but, but yeah, she she doesn't know what she's doing. Um, but it it felt so exciting and fulfilling for Amy because we've set up that she's never had a kiss. That she came out of the closet two years earlier and has had like wow. no takers in those two years, so wow. that's kind of tough. Um, it's like yeah. no takers. I think she probably just wasn't ready. Like could, a little bit be, of I'm not ready. Little little bit yeah. of they spent all their time. Two way street. You got to put yourself out there. Yeah. I don't think she, she just did that for for whatever reason. She's she's been into girls and the school. Yeah. At least some people have known that she's been into girls, but it's never become anything for her until this moment. So right. it's very exciting and fulfilling for Amy. I remember my, my first real kiss was a whole exciting moment for me. And then I can put myself in her shoes where it's like, okay, it's finally happening. Like it felt like she was a complete runaway train just trying to keep it on the tracks. And then of course, train finger in the butt. Just finger finger oh, right in the butt. Runaway, um, runaway track. Yeah, very unfortunate. Finger in the butt. Uh, <laughs> And Hope didn't recoil. She was okay with that part. She's like, like it's, it's okay. Like, Just yeah. like that's not the hole you're looking you're thinking for. Of. Yeah. Like these aren't the droids you're looking droids for. Look. Right. Yes. She's she's okay with the finger it. in the butt, but then she gets puked on. Um which oh. is but then which ends any situation. What whatever you're doing, if you get puked on. Whatever you were doing is over. Yeah, and then here in the shower, oh my god, Amy, just leave. Just get out. I'm like, oh, that's really sad. Like, this is tough. Get out. This definitely won't ruin you for 10 to 15 years. Well, you can think about this forever. It would have, except Hope came back the next day to her house. And, you know, they had a very cute kind of flirtatious moment. I believe Hope wrote down her phone number and gave it to her, which that feels like a holdover from the 09 version of this movie. That did yeah. not feel like a 2019 moment. Maybe she knows that she doesn't have her phone. Because remember, Amy lost her phone oh, in that's Pizza right. Guy's car. She might have mentioned that. Okay, good point. That that's that's clever. Um, but I, I do I did love Molly's supportive freak out from behind the window as this is all going on. Like more quality fakes acting. They could have just shown one shot of Molly, give him like a thumbs up. The fact that they keep on going back to it over and over again. <laughs> And her her reaction gets like increasingly excited each time. Again, I can't see Seth doing that for Evan or vice versa. Like they'd be like, okay, like good, happy for you, bud. And like she she wanted to watch every moment of this go down. And yeah. then the fact that Amy's first reaction after it happens, she opens the door and she goes, "Molly, oh my god!" <laughs> so like she's she wants to tell Molly. Yeah. Like it's, it's very sweet and very cute. Um, yeah. Guys, I could talk about this movie for another hour and a half. We could, we could do, like we did with Can't Hardly Wait, the original Lost episode that will never resurface and make it like a two yeah. and a half, three hour long epic, but I for don't sure. want to drink that much tonight. So um, one of the things that we do like to do on this pod is take a look at kind of a minor character and see if this movie was the start of big things for them or the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. We are going to be talking about Skylar Gisando, I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, who played Jared. Um, mm-hmm. ah. I, I could have picked basically anybody from this movie because the only side character I'd seen before was the girl who played Hope. Um, she was in Ma, which we mentioned last week. 
Ma! I saw I her face. Doing, Force. Hey, she might doing? be. I've not seen Space Force yet. I saw her yes, face, and I'm like, I fucking know her, and not from this. What do I know her from? And I had to look it up. And okay, she has like six credits, and one of them is Ma. So I, I, I didn't pick her. Um, I almost picked Victoria. I'm gonna say Ruska, um, who played Ryan. But to date, this is her one and only credit. Um, IMDB says that she is an actress and skateboarder, so I'm wondering if she's like a professional skater who they got to do this movie. That um, makes sense. That would make yeah. sense. That would explain the tattoos. That would explain. Yeah. I mean, she she was good in this. They didn't give her a whole lot to do, but like she seemed very much, you know, in that kind of a mold, and it seemed very natural for her. But I went with Skylar Gasando. Um, blew my fucking mind. Homeboy has 64 credits, which is insane mm. for a guy this fucking young. That this would get you through uh, community college. Yeah, it's pretty good. This is his 54th credit. He was in Jesus Christ, things and then this. All right, Ooh. so buckle up. This gets fucking wild. Um, he started acting in 2003 when he was like seven years old. Maybe he was eight at that point in a TV show called Mismatch. I don't recall that show, but never heard of it. Um, he was in an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. He was in Monk, Cold Case, Criminal Minds, House, ER, Drake and Josh. Uh, he was, oh, well, I shouldn't talk about Drake and Josh because one of the motherfuckers Ooh. is canceled now. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. He was the voice of B-Dog, D-A-W-G, and Air Buddies. Uh, he was- sure. Snow uh, Buddies. Yeah. I'll get to that. Do Drop and Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story, which I know Dave Hell was. Yeah. Wrong Kid Died. Wrong uh, kid dad. He reprised go. the role of B Dog in Snow Buddies. He was in yeah. um, My Name is Earl. Then he reprised the role of B Dog again in Space Buddies. He was in CSI yeah. New York. Then he Cash reprised the role of B Dog again in Santa Buddies. Catch some checks. Of American Dad. Then he reprised the role of B Dog again in Spooky Buddies. And then a yeah, year so later, that bad. reprised the role of B Dog it. again in Treasure Buddies. <laughs> Like there he is. all the buddies movies. He was in eleven episodes of Psych. He played Road Cap in something called Butt Whistle, which I feel like Dave would love. He was in a Secret of the Tomb, which I think is the third one uh. in that franchise. He was in Wet Hot American Summer ten years later. And all of that was before he was in Book Smart. So like he did he had a whole ass career before this movie. I think he's in all 30 episodes of Santa Clarita Diet. Um, he's in some episodes of The Righteous Gemstones. He it's was great in, show. I hear it's great. I want to watch it. So funny. Uh, he was in The Social Dilemma, which is a documentary. <sighs> I've mm-hmm. seen it and don't remember there being actors in it. I thought it's the kids on, I haven't seen it, but I thought it's like when the kids are like, they're like they dramatize what it's like to be on social media. I thought See, maybe I thought the social dilemma was like it's an I, if, if it's what I'm thinking of. It's a Netflix documentary about how yeah. if you're on social media, like all your information's out there, you are the product. Like, yeah. you know, you think you're just having a good time, but really, here's all the ways that they're tracking you and your behavior and targeting you. I thought I might be thinking of a different movie, but if that's the one I'm thinking of, I don't know if there's actors in it. Regardless, he's in that. Uh, he's in an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm and his most recent thing, uh, he's currently in an untitled Paul Thomas Anderson project, that's the name of it, oh. with Bradley Cooper, which is now in post-production. Um, wow. So I'm, I'm assuming... I mean, Bra- Bradley right. Cooper is all you need to say there. And I'm well, I know you. Uh, 
<laughs> like I, I'm assuming they're going to give it a title, but it's currently just titled an untitled Paul Thomas Anderson project. Um, so this dude is busy as hell. Uh, he will probably wind up having several hundred credits. Um, he does a lot of voice work. It reminds me a little bit of mm-hmm. that guy who played one of the nerds in Rock and Roll High School, who was the voice of Robin in like every Batman thing you've ever seen. When I saw he had 64 oh, yeah. credits, I'm like, oh my God. And like a lot of it's voice work. So he, I mean, he's, he's going places probably. If not, like something going to happen to him. Cause like he's got a, a hot start to his career. And I'm assuming as long as they keep on making Air Bud movies, he'll be in all of those. Um, so gotta get that franchise young. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Um, that does bring us to the end of this podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Uh, Theo is most likely to use his coding skills uh, to get a job on the tech side of a teacher-themed porno series at Brazzers. Because, you know, he's in teachers and he codes. That's kind of oh, all okay. I got for him. Okay. I didn't want to make a weed joke. I don't, I don't think they ever said he smokes weed, but that dude smokes weed. Um, Hope is most likely to pretend it's always the first time someone puts something in her butt. Tanner is most likely to go nuts at Harvard being surrounded by driven bookish women. Um, we didn't talk a whole lot about Tanner, but yeah, he's genuinely into uh, Molly in this movie. He's going to love Stanford. Triple mm. A, they gave her a real name. IMDB didn't say what it was. Annabelle. Um, Annabelle. Annabelle. There you Annabelle. go. Triple A is most likely to make up a solid backstory for how she got that nickname at Yale. Ryan is most likely to break up a couple after both the guy and girl fall in love with her from afar. Nick is most likely to be on season six of Too Hot to Handle. He he for sure has the look and brain capacity to be on Too Hot to Handle. Like, he would be cleaned up on that show. Gigi is most likely to have the most interesting Instagram this side of the Mississippi. I feel like she has adventures around the clock. <laughs> like It'd be mm. fucking great. Jared is most likely to jump on board every TikTok trend he runs across. Amy is most likely to forget all about Hope when she meets a shy Botswanan girl who has a particularly well-worn plush gazelle. And <laughs> Ali is most likely to overcome Rand Paul's filibuster of a Supreme Court nomination. Mm. So he going to filibuster her. Um, our next pick is Dana's. Uh, Dana, what movie are we going to talk about next? So I was trying to decide. I feel like we've done some time jumping. So I was trying to get us back into like the right time frame. Um, so I'm going to do uh, the um, Sarah Michelle. No, Melissa Joan Hart. Sorry, there's three name girls. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Adrian Grenier. Here it comes. Classic. Drive me crazy. Drive me crazy. Free Britney, huh? It's got a song. It's got a song. A freer, right? Yeah. yeah. Free Britney. Yeah. Wow. I've never seen that. I'm aware of it and just avoided it. Um, but Get I, ready. Melissa Joan Hart. Clarissa was perhaps my mm-hmm. earliest ever childhood crush. So that's going to be something for me. Um, guys, that does it. Yeah, that does it for this week's episode. Um, if you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe, rate, leave us a five-star review. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RecappingGownPod. That is R-E-C-A-P-N-G-O-W-N-P-O-D. And join our Facebook group, Recapping Gown Fan Club. I'm going to try to link to a couple things in the movie if I can find them. There are some scenes that I think are, are worth, worth watching. 
particularly that dance number. So I'm gonna try to find that and put it in there. Yeah. Um, we'll keep the discussion going in there all week. Um, if you guys have any opinions or memories of this movie, we'd love for you guys to jump in and let us know what you think. Uh, but if you didn't like what you heard, then just like Molly, I bet your vagina is stuffed with diplomas. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week. <laughs>